Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Welcome to the podcast today. Today, we're going to talk about how to lose a guy in five days. Have you ever seen the movie with Matthew McConaughey in it, How to Lose a Guy in Three Days? I hate to ruin the storyline for you, but you're probably above pagan stuff like Matthew McConaughey movies. The beautiful, confident, homecoming queen type star of the movie, Kate Hudson, writes articles for fashion magazines, and her colleague is not that type and seems to have the worst luck with guys. She can never seem to find true love. Instead, she gets dumped all the time. On the surface, it would appear this girl's failings compared to the successes of her gorgeous, confident friend are obvious. She's just not as good as her. She doesn't look like her. And her personality is not as alluring. There is simply no way she can ever find love that will last or get over this last rejection who has completely devastated her. But our star is more than beautiful. She is smart. She knows it takes more than a pretty face to make a relationship work. So she enters this experiment to demonstrate that if she too were to do all the things her unsuccessful colleague did in relationships, she would also start racking up rejections, no matter what she looks like or how appealing her personality. There is a lesson to be learned. But we don't center our lives from Hollywood or Matthew McConaughey. Even a squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. Instead, we glean truth and direction from Scripture. The Bible is instructive. It meets us where we are to guide, to counsel, to direct, and to encourage. Psalm 19 says, Moreover, by them your servant is warned, reminded, illuminated, and instructed. And in keeping them, there is great reward. That's verse 11. Sometimes such reminding and illuminating and instructing feels like an unexpected slap in the face. (laughs) Sort of like the unsettling counseling session that Bob Newhart, a comedian, offered a woman who had confided her fear of being buried alive in a box. His comfort, wisdom, and counsel sounded like this. Stop it! Sometimes you and I need a word out of scripture that serves as a great reminder of the responsibility we hold that illuminates truth and instructs us in how to handle it in our daily lives. There is much instruction in scripture about how you and I can completely destroy our relationships. It's there to warn us and to show us a better way. You want the dream? You want the relationship that will stand the test of rich and poor, sickness and health, till death do you part? You need to know the warnings. You need to understand you can single-handedly make that man miserable or lose him altogether. Chances are, he married you for the dream too. In our pagan movie, the star sets out to demonstrate how to lose a guy in three days. But the whole strategy backfires and she finds true love in the end, at least in terms of Hollywood. Let's take her lead. Let's look at scripture from this same perspective, how to lose
lose a guy in five days. Understanding if a person were to embark upon any of these habits and behaviors, you would indeed move in the direction of hurting your relationship. We won't stay there because the Bible offers warning along with the message of hope for how to live the dream. So let's ask the Lord that the words be truthful and that they be clear. On the first day of how to lose a guy in five days, you and I would choose to be stupid. That's what we would do. The biblical word for my word stupid would be foolish or unwise. The fool is articulated in scripture often. So much so, God uses it through his prophets and Jesus uses it in the New Testament. It is a serious classification. This word is used in different ways with about five uses or meanings that I could uncover. A fool could mean someone who just had simple thoughts or was just silly and didn't think about what they were doing. It could also define a person who was more sensual, which gets you an all sorts of trouble. There is the scornful fool who sort of turns a deaf ear to correction. And then there is the one who is steadfast in it who rejects God completely. This comes from the Institute of Basic Life Principles. The fool I'm referring to is the one that we would call the sensual fool. This is a person who sees the correct path but chooses the wrong one. She plays with fire, so to speak, and glories in that of which she should be ashamed. Proverbs 10.23 says, Doing wrong is fun for a fool but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. And in Proverbs 13, 19, we find it is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them. She does not have the mental deficiency of a person who's not intelligent. She just simply determines to make bad choices. Allow me to add one more verse from Proverbs. I add it for two reasons. Number one, it's biblical and there is wisdom here. And number two, it has been a factor in cases that Chad and I have counseled. Proverbs 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. This phrase, is led astray, means to reel, be enraptured, sin through error unintentionally. We are still responsible for that unintentional behavior. Let us not allow ourselves to be drawn into situations in which we can be led astray unintentionally. Hands down. You want to lose a guy? Day one, choose to be stupid. On day two, how to lose a guy, five days, foster a tense environment. Proverbs 23 says, It is to a man's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Here is what might happen. You get a disturbing thought. You feed that disturbing thought. That thought turns into a warm, hot, emotional feeling. That feeling now comes out of your mouth as a strong, provoking word, which invites a response. Tension swells. Words flourish between you and to responsive actions. And this cycle grows into some kind of perpetual state that sort of hovers over your relationship. That type of cycle will drive a person away in a New York minute. Maybe it ended up with him winning and you are left holding your hurt self together. Come back tomorrow. Now the hurt is added to the disturbing thought. The bottom line is this. We are very good at destroying one another. But know this. If you and I determine to foster a tense environment, doing what we can to continue it down the road and on and on, this cycle of destruction will will not end well. Fostering a tense environment is a sure component for losing a guy in, well, you know what I mean.
Day three, how to lose a guy in five days. Sample greener grass. Many a man proclaims his own loving kindness and goodness, but a faithful man who can find, this is Proverbs 26, that is not a misnomer. Your God wants you to be faithful to him. Faithfulness here means fidelity to promises. He does not want you to look beyond him at what is out there. What do I mean when I talk about sampling greener grass? When we do anything that looks beyond the boundaries set in place by the covenant relationship. When we plan for evil without executing it, when we experience it vicariously in a sundry ways that are available to us, and when we participate in evil. What are some examples? First of all, friending and connecting with people we shouldn't. Old relationships, people at work that are the opposite gender. These may seem harmless, but ladies, I'm just telling you, what seems harmless at first can turn into something else. We connect differently than the male gender does. We're very emotional, and those emotional connections go further than you want them to go, it's not a good idea. Having conversations you should not have, keeping stuff hidden and secret from your guy, watching movies with graphic sexual appeal, thinking about someone in a way that if your thoughts were known would be inappropriate at best. Dressing like you're looking, talking like you're looking, and putting yourselves in situations that could advance to adultery. These are serious issues. These behaviors communicate and demonstrate you cannot be trusted. You do not have his back. This guy of yours would likely lay down his life for you and take a bullet if you were in harm's way. That is how God made them. That is how God made them. And you want to trample that kind of devotion and cause him to be completely discombobulated internally. Go ahead, sample greener grasses, but it will be costly to both of you. And you may not even understand it. Day four, how to lose a guy in five days. Blame your spouse. I think one of the scariest realities of humanity is how clueless we are to our own defects and shortcomings. We can be deceived by ourselves, blinded to our own sin, our own weaknesses, and our imperfections. David says it like this, who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgressions. That is Psalm 19:12. And then in Proverbs 29, who can say, I have made my heart pure. I am clean from my sin. Our human nature is to blame. From Adam to Eve and then down the family line. Sometimes it is the other person. But more often than not, the problem is me. And the problem is you. It is our blindness to see our own sin. Recently, I was with a group of couples sharing sort of what has been going on with them under the surface where most of us can't see. One person stood up and said this, we've had marriage issues for the last six years. Five of them have been my fault. Five of the years have been my fault. And for five years, I acted like and treated my spouse like it was their fault. I really thought it was them. I just couldn't see it. But now I realize what a jerk I was. I was awful. And finally, I saw the problems were with me. So, long story short, this past year has been really hard personally. But for us, it has been really good. How many times over could that testimony be told as our own? Maybe not five years of being jerks. Lord, please no. But you and I can drive a person away by setting up the blame game regularly, never taking responsibility for any ills or wrongdoing, always having to be right. Remember how hard it is to see our own sin when dealing with the ones you love. 
Day five, how to lose a guy in five days. Habitually zing them. That's perfect, isn't it? We know exactly where to aim to make the most impact with the smallest effort. We know his faults and his weaknesses, and we don't keep them to ourselves. No, we share them. We zing them with family, in front of friends, at social gatherings that could make him uncomfortable, especially when things aren't going well between you. We need our social circles to know that he is not all that in a bag of chips. Yep, that's priceless. It's so easy to forget and move on, right? Wrong. It's not. It's, it stings quite a lot, doesn't it? And it is hard to move forward. Ladies, it's not funny to humiliate him in front of people. It's not funny when you meant it to be a dig or to demonstrate your own strength. Ephesians 5.13 says this, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. He needs to to know he has your respect. He needs to know it in private and in a crowd. Your man is not required to demonstrate perfection in order to receive your respect. It is a command. God has created him to need it from you as much as air and water. We don't really get this, but we should. We are without excuse. Psalm 19, 14 says this, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. We have got to get this into the marrow of our bones. A surefire way to lose a guy in five days, so to speak, is to zing him. Holding back your respect and support for who he is and what he does. But it doesn't have to be this way. God's plan for you and your spouse is for life. Your fairy tale dream of growing old together, never to be destroyed by that other person, and never to destroy is likely his dream too. Let's turn our thinking around. God is not a God of warnings and do not only, but a God of hope and solutions for your good. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. That is Psalm 21 through 5. For day one, instead of choosing to be stupid, instead, why don't we choose to be smart? Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Think about what you're doing. Do not do what other people are doing. This might even require you to deviate from Christian friends who may not be choosing to be smart in this area. It's worth going against the stream in this area. The only things you're going to miss are worth missing. And the third thing I would suggest is to set clearly defined boundaries and stick to them. This is something you might have to do together. Think about what you're doing. Don't do what other people are doing and set clearly defined boundaries and stick to them. For day two, instead of fostering a tense environment, exercise humility. Proverbs 29 says, who can say I have cleansed my heart? I am pure and free from sin. We are excellent advocates of our own innocence, aren't we? It is a dangerous ploy of the enemy, but let this truth resonate in your relationships. Romans 12, 18, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live peace with all. So what do we do when we find ourselves in this tense momentum? Stop it! (laughs) 
stop the tape in your head. When you feel yourself getting boiled, stop and pray. Just do it internally. Just stop and pray. Lord, I am really upset. If this is something we need to talk about, provide the opportunity and the boldness for me to say something and help me identify what the problem is rather than rant. Help me remember my husband is not my enemy. And if it's something we need to discuss or I need to overlook the offense, help me to know the difference. Then if you fail and you say something, don't do anything. Don't retaliate. Remember, a fool is quick to quarrel. And the other thing you can do is just stop the cycle wherever you are in it. Just stop the cycle. I can't promise this will be the saving grace, but as far as it's up to you, be obedient to scripture, take care of your end, and let God deal with everything else. That's all you're responsible for. Day three, instead of sampling greener grasses, fertilize and feast upon the grass that you have. Proverbs 27, the righteous man walks in his integrity. Blessed, happy, fortunate, enviable are his children after him. This week, the world is celebrating the life of Billy Graham. In all his years of public ministry and service, there were zero scandals of this sort. Why? Because he placed parameters around he and his family to insulate them to make it more difficult. There were no lunches with females. Things like that. Today, we call that sexist. Chad and I have installed the same kind of rules. Frankly, I like them. We also place parameters around technology. It's not to communicate a lack of trust, but the opposite. It tells us loud and clear, this covenant relationship is more important than any other relationship, and we are willing to make adjustments, put in safeguards, and do life differently to preserve our integrity. Examples of that would be, we friend and connect with people the other would approve of. I have access to all of his stuff. He has access to all of my stuff. I have very little connection with males. Uh, I do not keep things hidden from my guy. So do not keep things hidden from your guy. Abstain from popular movies with graphic sexual appeal. Dress for your spouse, not for other people to look at you. Things like that. Have some conversations about what this looks like for both of you and why it needs to be in place. Day four, instead of blaming your spouse, admit it if the problem is you. This is so difficult for us. Our pride is in the way to fess up to not being right. But that story I shared earlier sort of nailed it in this area. Pray for God to give you eyes to see your hidden faults, errors, and your sin. And this is the way to victory. That's really all I want to say about that one. And number five, day five, instead of habitually zinging him, learn to habitually praise and compliment him. Find the good. Praise and compliment him for it. Do it sincerely or it won't count. But if you do it correctly in its truest form with sincerity, research shows this can be as effective as being rewarded monetarily for a job well done at his employment. It is motivational in a positive way. Do it when you're alone. Do it when you are in front of others, but mean it. Don't sound cheesy and like you're just trying to make a good impression. Use your words for good. Remember Psalm 1914. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You are responsible for your words and your actions toward the ones you love. The word tells us in Romans 14, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. May we take seriously our roles, you and I, by taking heed the warnings, receiving the instructions, and encouragement from the Bible in how not to lose our guys in something crazy like a Hollywood five days. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. 
You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing a resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.